0: Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHC Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, if you'll take them out, and we're going to begin together in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 this morning is where we're going to start together. Today is day 14. Of our 21 days of prayer and fasting and this morning I want to take some time and we're going to be looking at the benefits and the blessing that comes to our lives through fasting now the truth is much of our time when we're talking about fasting uh, the reality is much of our attention goes to the negative side it goes to the side of oh how hungry I am Some of you, while you've been fasting, you've been experiencing the growling stomach. You've been experiencing some of the discomfort that comes from missing a meal, or maybe you've been missing multiple meals, or you've been fasting multiple days in a row. And you've been experiencing the the hunger, the weariness, the physical uh, side, and the effects of fasting. But today, I'd like for the next little while for us to focus our attention on the blessing that comes through fasting. Blessings that have the power to change our lives and to affect and bring change to the lives of those around us. Now, fasting opens the door. Somebody say, opens the door. door. Say it again. Fasting opens the door for God to move in a powerful way in our lives. Fasting is not a season of getting God ready to do something among us. Fasting is a season of us getting ready for God to do something on us often we're waiting on God. We're saying, Lord, one day you're going to do something. God, one day, God, you're going to move in a powerful way. And what I believe is this, God is waiting for us. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament, the God of the early church is the same God that you and I serve today. And I tell you today, God's waiting on his people. I would remind you the passage, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. God's waiting on us. Fasting is a season of preparing our hearts so that our hearts can be where they need to be. Fasting is a season of getting our minds in right order and coming into alignment With the Spirit of God. Now, one of the great challenges of our lives is that our flesh often gets in the way of the Spirit. That's what brings us to Galatians chapter 5. Look at that passage with me, beginning in verse number 16, Galatians 5 and 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. Have y'all ever experienced the conflict of the war and the spirit? The flesh is war against the Spirit, the Spirit, war against the flesh. There's never a time in your Christian walk, it's not like, well, if I walk with him five years or ten years or twenty years, that war's going to stop. That war never stops. There is this constant battle between the flesh and the Spirit. It says they're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you are, you know, that, that we just want to do, There's this battle. We're never free from that battle. Fasting is a season of putting the flesh back in its proper place and allowing the Spirit of God to guide us and to lead us. There are times in our lives when we need to say no to those habits, no to those areas of our life that have held us captive, Last week, the Holy Spirit, if you remember with me, last week in the service, the Holy Spirit began leading in the direction of the passage that, where Paul said, I will not be mastered by anything. Friend, if you've got some areas in your life and you're being mastered by those areas... I want to tell you today, fasting is an incredible tool that God uses to, lead, to let us walk in freedom in our lives of areas we've been mastered in. The flesh is strong, but the spirit is stronger. This morning I want to take some time and we're going to talk about the blessings that come through fasting. Fasting. Number one this morning, the first blessing I want to share with you is this. Fasting helps us secure God's help. Fasting helps us secure God's help. Through fasting, we can gain favor in situations in our life. Proverbs 21 and verse 1 says, The king's heart is like a stream. It's like a stream of water directed by the Lord, and He guides it wherever He pleases. God can change someone's mind on something. God can turn a situation around and give you favor. God can change a no that you've been receiving into a yes God can work things to the favor of his people. Nehemiah is a great, great lesson in this. Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 4. Nehemiah is saying these words, When I heard this, I sat down and I wept. In fact, for days I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. What we find is Nehemiah is faced with a terrible situation. His people, the people of Israel, are facing a terrible situation. And as a result, Nehemiah begins to fast and he begins to pray to God to bring a breakthrough into their situation. Nehemiah chapter 1, I want us to look together verses 4 through 11 so that you, you get a better picture of this story. He says, when I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. Then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love to those who love him and obey his commands, listen to my prayer. Have you ever prayed prayers like that? God, I need you to listen. God, I need you today. I'm calling on you. He says, look down and see me praying night and day for your people Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember... What you told your servant Moses. If you are faith unfaithful to me. I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me. And obey my commands and live by them. Then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth. I will bring you back to the place. I have chosen for you. For my name to be honored. The people that you rescued by your great power and strong hand are your servants. Look at verse 11. O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. And in those days, I was the king's cupbearer. Now, it's important, that last line is very important that you understand. Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king. The cupbearer to the king had one responsibility. If there was poison in the cup, you die before he dies. Now, some of y'all don't like your job. How many of you know that'd be pretty much, I think we'd call that a dead-end job, couldn't we? That's a rough job. You're there and you're holding the cup, and somebody comes and fills the king's cup up, and you take a drink. How many of you know when you first started on that job, you'd be thinking, okay, I'm just waiting. See if I'm all fall over and die today. The other thing that would happen is you couldn't come into the king's presence. Downcast, you couldn't come in all somber if you weren't uh, on your game that day. You couldn't show it to the king because you're in the presence of the king. Well, what we find is he reads he 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 has this prayer that he prays. We read that in chapter one. We go into chapter two, and what we find is he's praying. God, give me favor today when I go to the king. So in chapter two, we find him there in the king's presence. He's the cupbearer. And in chapter two, I encourage you to take some time this afternoon and read chapter two. He's in the king's presence, but he's not looking well. He's not sick, but he's not looking well. And the king looks at him and says, You must be troubled. What's going on? The Bible says, then he tells him that his native city has been burned. How that it lies in ruins. Then he, and the king looks at him with favor and says, how can I help you? Now the truth is, when Nehemiah was standing there, the king could have had him executed just because he didn't like the way he looked. You didn't come into the king's presence and make him feel bad for the day. He'd just end your life. So he's there. He looks troubled. The king says, hey, what's going on with you? You're not looking so good. Nehemiah says, well, my city and the people of my heritage, the walls of our city has been destroyed. and They're in terrible ruins. The king immediately says, how? How can I help you? When we just remember in chapter 1, he's praying, oh, God, give me favor with the king. Give me success. So when when the king says, How can I help you? What you find in verse 4, he does this. He says, With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied. Have you ever been in a situation and it seemed like it's opening? You're like, oh no, it's really opening. Okay, God, I've got to have you right now. That's the way Nehemiah is doing. He says, So I prayed to the God of heaven, I replied. He prayed and we find that he gains the king's favor. The king says, what do you want me to do? What Nehemiah was afraid might be turned into a no is turned into a yes. What we find is God is able to turn situations around and doors that have not been open can suddenly be open and situations that have not been favorable can suddenly begin to work in your favor because that's the kind of God we serve. Fasting helps us secure God's help in times of need. Secondly, fasting does this. This is a big one in our lives. God's will can be discerned through fasting. There are times when each of us we're praying, Lord, what is your will? What what is the steps you want me to take? God, what what do you want me to do in regard to this situation? And we're just looking and we're asking, God, what is your will? There are some times that you and I come up against things and we need an answer. And there are times, humanly speaking, we just don't know some things that are beyond our reach. But through prayer and fasting, we can have direction from the Lord. Because fasting helps us to discern the will of God. Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said... Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The incredible missionary journey that we know of the Apostle Paul really began in a season of prayer and fasting. Acts 14 and verse 23. Paul and Barnabas. Then on the missionary journey appointed elders for them in each church, and with prayer and fasting they committed the Lord, in whom they had put their trust. When we fast, we're able to discern the plan and the will of God. In Daniel chapter 10, Daniel receives a revelation from the Lord. It's a revelation in his natural mind he doesn't understand. Daniel chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. This is Daniel's response to the dream. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. Some Some of the translations say I mourned and fasted for three weeks. I ate no choice food. No meat or wine touched my lips. I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Then later in verse 12 of Daniel 10, what we find is an angel appears to Daniel, says these words, do not be afraid, Daniel, for since the first day you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come in response to them. What a great encouragement to you and I as we're praying. Have you ever prayed and it feels like God's not listening? You've prayed and you said, God, I need this. God, I need you to do that. And it seems like God is nowhere in the picture. The angel tells Daniel from the first day that you began to pray. He said, God has been listening your words. Daniel was fasting for 21 days. There was a battle going on. Daniel couldn't see with his natural eyes. I would submit to you, friends, today there is a battle that's going on around us. There's a battle you can't see with the natural eye. There's a battle you can't understand with the natural mind. But in the Spirit, we're able to see what's going on. There are things in the heavenlies that we need to know what God's will and direction is. And we see this great example in the life of Daniel. Thirdly, one of the blessings that come is this. Fasting humbles our souls. Fasting humbles our souls. One of the reasons that fasting gets God's attention is that it humbles us. What fasting is saying is, God, there are some things in my life that I can't control. There's some things in my life, God, that only you can resolve. There's some things that are not what they need to be, some things that are not what they should be. And God, I need your help, I need your strength, I need your direction. There's times when we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, I confess my shortcomings. Before you. When we read the passage in there about Daniel, the angel of the Lord recognizes this, that Daniel has humbled himself before the Lord. Friend, if you want to get heaven's attention, begin to humble yourself before the Lord. James 4 and verse 6 says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Psalm 35 and verse 13, yet When they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. The heart of fasting is humility. It's really just saying, God, we need you. God, I need you to come through on this situation. God, without your help, God, we're going down for the last count. God, unless you intervene, there's not a way we're going to get through this situation. Fasting humbles Our soul. Number four is this fasting helps us to gain protection. Last week we touched on the story in 2 Chronicles 20, the story of King Jehoshaphat being overrun by a huge army. Verse number three in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 says this alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Some of you today are facing situations. Some of you have some things that are on the horizon. And the truth is often they cause us to be afraid. I have to tell you there are some things in the natural we're just not going to be able to accomplish in ourselves. The Bible tells us this is not a battle of flesh and blood. We can try to power it through in the natural. But friends, this is not a battle of flesh and blood. It's a battle of the Spirit. And there are wars sometimes that we're going to fight in the spirit. You can't fight it it by changing your mind. You can't fight it by saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. You can't fight this battle by just saying, you know what? I'm going to get control of things. The truth is we come to some situations and we say, God, unless you intervene. God, unless you make a way. God, unless you show up today in my circumstances, nothing's going to change. Fasting helps us gain protection and God's help. Incredible thing about that story in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17. We find Jehoshaphat has called the people to fast and pray. And as a result, there is a word that comes from the Lord. The prophet stands up that that day and declares this word. The Lord will be with you. The Lord will be with you. In another situation, we find the man known as Ezra. Ezra's taking a long journey. He's going back to his people. And the Bible tells us in the story, he's, what he's actually doing, he's transporting a lot of gold. And he's taking it back to the people. And he's afraid that he, there may be robbers, there may be thieves that are going to try to stop him along the way. And the Bible tells us he's afraid on this journey. Ezra chapter 8 and verse 23 is when we find it. So what we find, they got this big thing they've got to do. They're afraid. They're nervous. They're not sure what's going to happen. Verse 23 says, so we fasted and we petitioned our God about this and he answered our prayer. Friend, when you fast, God's going to help. When you fast, God is supernaturally going to take care of you. I don't know about you, but that's the place I want to live. I don't want to figure it all out myself. I don't want it to all be on what Jerry can do. Because Jerry is limited, but my God is unlimited. Can you say amen? There's nothing our God can't accomplish. Instead of fighting this thing in the natural and, and fighting this thing. Parents, if you're struggling with your kids and you're saying, I'm doing everything I know I'm now doing, they're not changing. I want to encourage you, start fighting the battle in the spirit. Start fasting. Start fasting. If your kids aren't going the way they need to go, start fasting. Sometimes we're talking to the wrong people. We're talking to our kids when we need to be talking to the father. There's a battle that's taking place. I want to encourage you to begin to call on God. Apart from Him, we are not able to do it. But when we fast and pray, He will see us through. Number five is fasting gives us power in the spirit realm. When we began this series a few weeks back, we touched on the passage of Matthew 17. What we find in this passage is essentially this father brings his son. Anybody who's ever been a parent has walked through a time with their kids, and their kids have have been going through things. Maybe it's a physical sickness or a, a terrible situation. That's where this father's at. He has a son, his son is possessed by the demon. And the demon would throw his son down near the fire trying to destroy him. He'd get him near the water and try to drown him. This this demon is trying to destroy this young man's life. This story tells us that father brought his son to the disciples. He thought, if I can just get him there, everything will be all right. But the story tells us the man brought him to the disciples, and the disciples could not cast the demon out. Of the young man. They prayed, nothing happened. Which was strange because Jesus had sent them out to do miracles, and miracles did occur through the hands of the disciples. Verse 21 Jesus gives the answer to why they had not been able to cast this evil spirit out of the boy. Jesus said, These words, some come out only by prayer and fasting. Friends, some things are only going to happen in our lives when we pray and we fast. There are areas of our lives that are strongholds of the enemy. Areas of stronghold where the enemy has held us captive for many years. We need to head to the Lord not just in prayer, but prayer and fasting. Areas of the enemy's influence through our lives. We have how many of y'all know we can open up doors for the enemy? Sometimes we can engage in things we shouldn't engage in, and when we do, we're opening up doors for the enemy: areas of lust and sexual impurity, areas of substance abuse, emotional responses. When you struggle in areas of your life, and and we know sometimes we have opened doors, what happens is there's a stronghold. Fasting can help us break the stronghold of the enemy in areas of our lives. Sometimes, sometimes it only comes about by prayer and fasting. I have talked to people over the years, and they say, I've tried. I've tried, I've tried, I've made up my mind. How many of y'all ever made up your mind on something? And you feel good about it. Man, I made up my mind, I'm going to do it. A lot of people began the first year, and you said, I'm going to eat healthier this year. And the next day, the cheeseburger called your name. You you, you were fired up, man, I'm going to do this. I can whip this thing. It's a change in my mind, and I can handle this. And the next day, man, it was downhill. There are areas of our life, strongholds, spiritual strongholds, and often we've said, you know what, I'm going to see a change here. I'm going to see something happen, and it's not long. We're right back, right back. You know what happens? It's like, you you know the picture of the ball and chain? The enemy will give you a long, he doesn't care, he'll give you a long lead of chain before you ever fill the ball. And you'll think, man, I got this thing whipped, and you're just walking along, and it's not long until that thing starts pulling you back again. Listen, friend. If you're walking in an area of your life and you're walking through an area of strongholds and there's areas of your life you just can't seem to push through, it's like you're pushing on the door. It's like a spiritual door you're pushing on and it's like I can't get the door to open. I can't get to do what I want. I want to challenge you. Start praying and fasting. You're going to see God begin to do something in your situation. What the enemy wants to do is to get you to give up and give in. I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and not just pray. Begin to fast and say, God, God, I want to see you come through. God, I want to see you make a way. God, I want to see this thing not have to be just settled on my part. I want to see you bring me through it. Some things Jesus said are only going to come about by prayer and fasting. Sometimes we say, well, I've prayed, and I've prayed, and I've prayed, and it doesn't seem like anything's happening. And you know what? There may be times you may just pray, and wow, boy, there's a chain of events that begins to happen. Then there are other times you're going to pray, and it's just like you kind of feel like you're slipping in the snow. It's kind of like, you ever been in your car, and there was snow or ice, and you hit the accelerator, and it didn't matter how hard you push the accelerator, you weren't going anywhere. That's what happens sometimes in situations. And when we couple prayer with fasting, friends, it begins to change things in the spiritual realm. Fasting. 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 I think sometimes, friends, we have settled for not seeing breakthrough. And we said, well, maybe God doesn't want to do it on my part. I've seen God do it for other people. Maybe, maybe this is something I'm just going to have to deal with all my life. I want to encourage you. Don't just settle for dealing with the enemy's strongholds. I pray the Spirit of the Lord will raise up something inside of you that says, I won't settle for the enemy's lies. I won't settle for the enemy's ways. I'm going to begin to fast. I'm going to get to seek God for a breakthrough in this area of my life. I'm going to move a little forward in my notes because I feel impressed to close in this area right here. Fasting gives you and I a greater awareness of God's presence. Fasting gives us a greater awareness of God's presence. When you fast, here's what you're going to experience you will sense the presence of God and the awareness of His presence in a way you don't ever any other time. I've had so many people that have come up during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, they've said, Man, it's unbelievable, Pastor. The Lord has been speaking to me in ways He hadn't smoked before. Sometimes... When we're walking through the fasting, let's just be real honest with you. So many, so many on Wednesday, we were talking and they're like, man, I think I'm going to die if I don't eat pretty soon. It's kind of like everybody was doing great. We called for Wednesday to be a full day of prayer and fasting. And it's like everybody woke up Wednesday and they're mourning because it's a day of fasting. What am I going to do? Y'all are still here. You made it through. Our body tells us that we're going to die. Our body tells us that we're in pain. And just about the time that you're ready to reach for that food, there comes an awareness that I'm doing this thing, not just to be doing, but I'm doing it to seek God. And I'm doing it to experience his presence. And when that happens, you draw into that place of prayer and God's presence comes into the room. And what happens is the hunger in your life leaves from your belly and it rises in your spirit and it says God I want you more than anything else today it causes you and I to become more sensitive to him to be more sensitive to his presence Isaiah 58 in verse 8 says then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear then your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help. Here it is. And He will say, Here I am. Here I am. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we're looking for? That's what fasting does. That's what fasting does in our life. I believe that this is what God is calling for us. God wants to be a present help and a a present entity in our lives in a greater way. Fasting gives us a greater awareness of his presence. I'm sure that most of you during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, you have experienced every excuse in the book for not fasting and seeking the Lord. I I want to talk to you. I just want to talk for a moment, if you will. I want to talk to your hearts for a moment, okay? I believe with all of my heart Prayer and fasting has the ability to do more in your life than you can ever begin to imagine. Because it's not a battle of flesh, but it's a battle of the Spirit. Here's what I've seen happen a lot of times. We say, okay, we're going to have this day of prayer and fasting. And uh, you set out. You set out to fast. And you say, man, I'm going to do it today. Doing good. And whatever the reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe... Maybe somebody put something in the refrigerator and you get caught off guard. You open the refrigerator and there's something there you didn't even know was there. Maybe maybe everybody around you was eating chocolate pies and chocolate cakes and everything chocolate in the world. You had no idea that on the work calendar it was bring your favorite chocolate dessert to work. And you show up that day. And you're thinking, oh, Jesus, I need your help right now. And you're, get thee behind me, Satan. I mean, you're just really putting it all out there. And let's just be real honest for a minute, okay? And some of you say, you know what, okay. I'll fast tomorrow. God won't care if I do it today or tomorrow. And you go ahead. And and you eat this chocolate, whatever it is, and you get to the end. And now instead of feeling fulfilled from chocolate, now you feel guilt. You ever been there? I was going to do so good, and now you're just like, I'm a worm, I'm terrible, I'm just just so bad. I have talked to so many people over today's day 14, I've talked to so many people over these 14 days that have gotten caught up in, in rules and regulations with it. And they've really made something that is really to be a joy in their life. They've made it so hard. Listen. The Father knows your heart today. Listen. The enemy, here's what the enemy going to do. About the time you foul up, the enemy's just going to jump on your shoulder and say, well, you know what, you might as well just forget it. Don't don't even mess with it anymore. You know what? You can't do it. You've proved today you can't do it. You told all these people what you're going to do. Now look at you. You look like an idiot. Isn't that the way he talks to you? Listen, you know why he does that? He's trying to sidetrack you. He's trying to get you. Man, you are on the right path. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. You say, Lord, okay, Lord, I blew it. Chocolate. Lord, you know. You know where I you know where me and chocolate are, Lord. You say, you know what, Lord, I set this day out. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. And you get right back up and you keep marching ahead. The enemy wants to sidetrack you, and he wants you to quit and he wants you to give up. Because he knows the change that fasting and prayer can bring to your life. Hmm. I'm really feeling impressed this morning that some of you are being harassed by the enemy. You're being harassed in your mind. You're being harassed in your spirit. The enemy's lying to you. The enemy's trying to get you to give up. He's trying to get you to give in. He's trying to get you to quit. Some of you have been praying and you've been leaving for something for so many years. The enemy is saying to you, what, what difference will it make if you pray and fast? You've not seen any difference yet. I declare to you today that the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. And if he's telling you that you're on the wrong path, that just means you're on the right path. If he's saying it ain't going to work, what that means is it's really going to work. And what he's really afraid of is you're going to stick with it and God's going to do something in your life. He is a liar. Have you ever been in the summertime and you're trying to eat your picnic lunch and there's flies that are around you? You know, I would probably best describe them as a harassment, wouldn't you? It's just they're all around. They're trying to get on your food. They're trying to get on your face. And you're, you're swatting, and you're doing all kinds of stuff, and you're expending all of your energy. Man, you're supposed to be enjoying this thing. And instead of enjoying this thing, you're swatting at everything. I think some of y'all in the realm of the spirit, you're just swatting at the lies of the enemy. And you're you're just, what you're supposed to be walking in enjoyment, you're swatting at the ways of the enemy. This is not your burden to bear. This is a joy. This is a joy that he wants to bring into your life. This is something God wants to bring you through. God wants you to grow through this. This is a growing process. This is a process of blessing. This is a process of hope in your life. This is a good thing God's doing in your life. So, for those of you, I want to tell you, for those of you, you've set out to fast one of the days or maybe all, and you failed. Let's, let's just be real honest. I don't care if you failed every day since we started. Start again today. Don't stop. You say, man, every day I got up, I said, I'm going to do it. And you say, I blew it every day. I didn't do what I set out to do. God must be aggravated with me. God is not aggravated with you. The devil is afraid of what God will do in your life if you stand the test. I just don't know how to tell you other than I feel so impressed in my spirit this morning that the enemy is harassing some of you in your mind in this area of fasting. And it's causing this thing to not be a blessing where you're growing, but it's causing it to be a greater frustration in your life. That's not God's plan. That's the enemy's plan. But that's not God's plan. Hmm. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, for those of you right now this morning, that's exactly where you're at, and that's the thing that God's speaking to your heart, and you know you've been there, you've been experiencing, in the name of Jesus right now, I curse every lying spirit of the enemy, I curse every destructive spirit of the enemy, I curse every harassing Hmm. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over every harassing spirit that would set itself against the plan of God. Lord, you are the one. You tell my story. You're the one in control of the story of my life, not the harassing lies of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we take authority. We take authority over every lie of the enemy. We take authority over every lie of the enemy, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray against the spirit of discouragement. The spirit of discouragement, Father, comes as a heavy blanket, almost like a cloak. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray against the spirit of discouragement in Jesus' name. Every lie that the enemy has told you, every falsehood the enemy has told you, every word the enemy has spoken to tear you down, to berate you, every lie that the enemy has spoken to discourage your heart, in the name of Jesus, I curse every lie of the enemy, and I curse its ability to work in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding. I pray for the peace of God that comes in the name of Jesus. Lord, today I don't stand here and these people are not here in our own ability. God, we're standing here today in your ability. We're standing here today on your word. We're standing today believing that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we believe we don't have to take every attack and lie of the enemy because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for those who during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, they've been wrestling in this area. I pray that the spirit of a victor will fill their heart, fill their mind, fill their life. Father, if there are things that we've done during these 14 days that have caused us, we've opened doors. To the Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray you'll forgive us. Lord, I pray today we'll just walk in your plan and your purpose for our hearts and our lives. Father, I ask you to silence the lies of the enemy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, every lie, in Jesus' name, every attack of the enemy, in Jesus' name, every work of our enemy, in Jesus' name, we take authority over, in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you, would you stand with me this morning and join me just by standing all across this room Today, if you, as you've come to this church today If you say, there's an area, there's a situation There's a circumstance in my life And you say, I need God to come through Maybe it's a job, maybe it's home life Maybe it's a physical battle, a mental battle, a spiritual battle. Maybe something you've been praying for a long time. You just say, I, there's an area in my life I need to see a spiritual breakthrough. Friend, if that's you today, I'll be, I'll be the first one to respond. <laughs> there's an area you say, I need an area of breakthrough. If that's you, would you come out from where you're standing? Would you come and join me across the front of this room this morning? You say, there's just an area we need a, we need a breakthrough in. Maybe you've been praying and you believe in God for a situation. You say, we need a, need a breakthrough. We just need a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. We need a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. We need a breakthrough in Jesus' name. 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 There is no other name, friends. There is no other name. There is no other answer. The name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. Those of you that are still in the eyes... I'm going to ask you, just as a, a point of agreement, all, all you're doing is saying, I'm coming with these people around the front. I'm going to ask you to take and point your hand just like that towards them. And we're going to pray together. And I want you to pray for breakthrough on their behalf. I want you to pray for breakthrough in their circumstance. I want you to pray for breakthrough in their situation. Father, in the name of Jesus. Friends, those of you who come around the front, just begin to tell God what you need. If you've asked 100 a time, this is 101 times. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today. God, And we come, these people are representing an area of breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, Father, today we come to you. And God, we are agreeing together with our brothers and our sisters. We're declaring, God, that you are the answer. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. God, what man can't do, God, you can do in just a moment. And, Lord, we're tired of fighting the battle in the natural. Today, Lord, we're looking to you. We need you, God. 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 We need you. Lord, we're today going to be like the woman who just kept going before the judge and kept saying, I need you to meet my need. I need you to meet my need. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, for breakthrough. We pray for breakthrough in Jesus' name. We pray for breakthrough in Jesus' name. God, you see every person here today. We pray for breakthrough in Jesus' name. We pray for freedom in the name of Jesus. We pray for an open door. Hmm. We pray for an open door in the name of Jesus. Every door that's been closed in the name of Jesus, we pray. We pray for an open door in the name of Jesus. For every situation that has seemed impossible, you are the God of the impossible. God, we're trusting you today. In the name of Jesus, we're trusting you today. We're trusting you today. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. All of his promises are yes and amen to them that believe. Every word that he's ever spoken, he will fulfill. Every plan and every purpose that he has for your life, he will accomplish in the name of Jesus. For you are the apple of You're the apple of his eye. You're his chosen and beloved one. Every plan that he has purposed for you, I declare over your life today. I know the plan that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to bless you and to prosper, to give you a hope and a future. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, we come to you today. We come to you today. We believe your word is true. We believe your promises are true. And yes and amen. And Lord, we stand together today in agreement for breakthrough in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Friend, just keep praying. Just keep praying. Just keep calling out on him. Just keep calling out on him. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you in this moment. Lord, we need you right now in this place. God, we need you. We need you. God, we've tried. God, we've put our energy and our efforts to it. We need you. We need you, God. We need you, God. God, we've seen you do it before and we believe you'll do it again. God, there's nothing that is too hard for you, nothing that is impossible with you. God, we believe you. You are the God who's faithful and true. You're the God who's faithful and true. You're the God who is faithful and true. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. What you have begun, you are the God that'll complete it. Hmm. What you have begun, you will complete in the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, your word says, call to me and I will answer you. Lord, we're standing on your word today and we're believing. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. And it's peace. Peace. Wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father. All by. sing that together with me. Peace, peace, peace. I pray today for every person in this room. I pray the peace of God over their life. I pray the peace of God over their mind. Father, where we've been striving, we've been trying to accomplish, I pray we just rest in the peace of God. We'll trust you, Lord. Our hope and our dependence will be upon you. I pray in the name of Jesus, the peace of God, that passes all understanding, I pray it will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I pray his strength to comfort you. I pray his covering of protection over you. I pray he'll renew your strength. I pray today his hand will guide you and keep you. In the name of Jesus. To him be all the glory and honor forever and ever. Amen and amen and amen and amen. I want to encourage you. If you've not yet been on this journey with us in the prayer and fasting, I want to encourage you. We've got next Sunday is when we're going to come to a close on our prayer and fasting season. I want to encourage you to join with us. Maybe some of you have fallen down the process. I encourage you to get back up. Let's keep pressing on. Maybe you've not been a part of it. Today is going to be a day you're going to begin. i welcome you to join with us as we continue to walk the journey together. So may the Lord bless you, strengthen you. May His grace and His peace be yours in incredible abundance. God bless you all. We love you. Have a great afternoon. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you today.